That was a D. <laughs> <laughs> the commencement D. Oh. Hey. Just make some fucking noise you can't. Welcome to Just Make Some Fucking Noise You Can't with me, Daniel D, and me, Matt Bear. Yo. It's on. We missed a month. We, yeah, we did. So was, <laughs> yeah. Um, we will endeavor to do better. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to do it. Well, yeah, there's going to be some changes, and that's going to be the main thing. Well, for the first thing we've got to talk about, we've got to talk about some changes. Yeah. We are going to shorten the format um, by perhaps as much as 75%. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we just rabble on and on and on and on. We're really, really good at that. So we're going to chop that up. And then also we're we're reevaluating whether we want to make a piece of music together every month. Although that was the initial idea of like finding something to kind of inspire us, um, it was not working out great. I don't know. What what do you think? What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think as as we've discussed before, we are two people who tend to get kind of very zeroed in on a thing, and then. Uh, once a kind of sense of obligation happens, then we kind of shy away from it. Which so it was kind of, it, it, I think it worked in our favour initially, and then life started happening again, and we got busy, and then we felt bad for not doing it, and then that led us to not doing mm. it. So. Indeed, <laughs> it, yeah, it's Indeed. Uh, yeah. And well, I would say um, I feel like I did write more. Well, mm, I, I, how, do, how do I work this? I guess like in the aftermath of the ones that we did, I felt like pretty inspired and I was writing music more. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, that 100%. almost created like a sort of trap because then, well, because another thing that was kind of sapping my motivation a little bit is that I suddenly had all these tunes and I've always wanted to make an album. I mean, albums, mm. I guess would have been the dream at some point, but the, the dream has got more realistic um, as I have yet to become signed and become an international jazz pop uh, sensation or whatever the fuck I thought it was going to be in my ridiculous narcissistic 16-year-old <laughs> mind when I started this fucking journey. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, I want to I make an album <laughs> and put it together. And yeah. I've just been putting time into that and it's been really, really nice and, and, and writing songs and, and stuff. And that's been good because it's been like, I guess like, the little inspiration to write things was good because I realized that when I write stuff, then I just have it and it's there. It's like it's yes. like passive income, almost. Yes, yes. Um, I one hundred percent agree. And th yeah, since since doing this, I've been kind of focusing on basically cataloging and kind of like not finishing, but getting to a listenable state. Like a lot of stuff that I've just sort of like randomly recorded over the last year or so, and like yeah been really helpful having it like if i kind of like feeling a bit of shit then i'll just pop some of it on and think oh yeah no i did have an idea once and it was good and then because there was one here and then one two months before you know scientifically <laughs> i can actually do it again <laughs> because for yeah, some reason it was good for that good even yeah. just for that that little bit of motivation yeah i think still though because like i think we did rack up a really good list of uh what we called the briefs yeah um which was, you know, just little prompts to make stupid songs. It would still be nice to visit those because I thought there was a lot of good ones in there. Yeah, that's and true. There are actually, songs that definitely should exist. Yeah, that's true. They're good little jumping off points. Um, exactly, and I, maybe I will still jump into that grab bag if I if I if I feel like I want to make music, but I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, I don't know where to start. Maybe yeah. I can do that. 
I I'd probably make, just there. make some more drum and bass, to be honest. Might just yeah, right. make some more, because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. I mean, well, you were talking a lot. I mean, you, you, you spoke very emphatically about how you wish that you could travel back in time and do it full time. Yeah. Drumming yeah. and basing. I've just been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos of uh, like the BBC interviewing rave culture take parties in the north, and it's like, well, you know, it's really fun. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I've never I, have I been. No, I've never I've never actually been to a proper rave. Really. Mm, define proper. Illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. <laughs> yeah me neither no I've been to festivals and stuff yeah, which yeah, have nah. had illegal energy but no yeah. nothing like Fest- festivals festivals in the current age are basically what people thought when they saw raves and thought how do we make money out of that <laughs> mm, yeah 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 well, um, they're not fun they're great but uh yeah yeah Um, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so the briefs, though, the whole the, the the briefs thing. We're not doing the briefs thing. We're not really making a a, a tune, but we are going to talk about what we have been doing, yeah, and what we've been into, and where we're going. And it's almost going to be like a little bit more like a little like a little music therapy time, I guess. You know, yeah. we just we talk about stuff. We talk about what we're doing, where we're going, where our goals are, mm-hmm. and it's like a little check in. You know? Yeah, I think I think it's going to be useful. Just a little catch up, and you know. Like really, like zero pressure as well, which is which is nice. <laughs> zero pressure. Uh, zero, zero pressure. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Are you happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Happy with that with bells on. Yeah, man. Mm. Happy as Lawrence. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> he, he's he's being called by his full name as he prefers. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know the feeling, Lawrence. Yeah, classic Lawrence. He's always been like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cheap bastard. All right, uh, so we, we're going to talk about what we've been listening to lately. Yeah. And actually, I'm going to have to grab my phone because I can't remember what I've been listening to. So you go first. Uh, okay, what have we been listening to? Uh, well, Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to, well, I say the Eagles. I've been listening to one album by the Eagles called Desperado quite a lot. Which is probably my favorite. There's like someone. Is that the one that goes Desperado, sitting in a old Monte Carlo? It's not that one, right? <laughs> no, no. It's more like Desperado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar, like yeah, pretty basically just that. Uh, and you know, <laughs> the Eagles are what the Eagles are. They um, they're you know genius musicians, incredibly talented, very good at arranging. Um, but kind of ruined rock, uh, according to some people, because uh, they basically <laughs> uh, loved money and commodification and owning everything. Uh, and a lot of people say they 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 are what kind of led the way to kind of like the eighties music mogul oh. money making scene. Now it's worth it's worth noting that um, I'm repeating this information half remembered from someone someone else said I can't remember who several years ago. So this is completely unresearched, but as right. most as most music trivia often is, that's kind of the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all it's all yeah, mythologies. I could be, I could well, be right. uh, it, it, yeah, no, I, I, my friends who are 
you know, I, I in that age group of like late forties to sixties where they listen to the, the Eagles potentially are very torn. There's some who quite like the Eagles and think that they're pretty great. And there's some who just go, Oh my fucking God, do not play the fucking Eagles. Like, Oh God, <laughs> someone's playing the Eagles. They get up and walk out the room. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. A, it, it, it's like that. And when I hear people play Eagles songs, I didn't mind it so much. And I only really knew Hotel California because obviously that's something that you have to listen to when you're learning to play guitar. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. Also, is just the total work of art is a really. Um, oh, but I mean, this is what I mean. They're just they're they're brilliant arrangers, and everything's just it's mm. just so clean and so perfect. You know, you can oh, see yeah. why why it kind of led into this kind of like very polished kind of like country and like eighties rock. It, it was leaning into that, but they really did it in a way that I mean, it's just great. It's great production. It's great. But very well written music, brilliantly executed. Um, a lot of it, I can. Yeah, a lot of it definitely <laughs> strays into what was what you'd probably like call easy listening, which uh, most people have very strong feelings about. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I know exactly what is understood by. Yeah, I guess I do actually. Yeah, easy listening. Yeah, is that sort of thing like Wings, right? <laughs> uh, no, wings is. Uh, I mean, I like Wings as well. Um, but uh, it's the country harmonies. It's the overly yeah, yeah. perfect, cleanly yeah. recorded. But I mean, obviously, I can't do it because I'm one person. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You know exactly the fucking sound. Yeah. And I hate it because I have to. Because I live in America, I have to hear that whenever oh, I yeah, go yeah, yeah. into a petrol station, as it is. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I have to hide my disgust so that nobody shoots me. Oh, country uh, music's the perfect propaganda music. It's perfect. It's like literally every part of country music is gene- is genetically engineered to raise the hairs on the back of your neck, whether it's about bullshit or not. Like, <laughs> it's literally it's just like well, no, but emotion. I want to be clear. I really like country, and oh, yeah. uh, I really um, appreciate. Did you, wait? Well, we're going to talk about him in a minute, I'm sure. But uh, did mm-hmm. you ever see Bo Burnham's Make Happy? His, um, his live show no, from I 2015. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, he he has a country song in that, and he kind of you know opens it with like a little comedy routine because he's a comedian um, about you know how people kind of tend to hate country and how he's trying to make a distinction between pop country which is that kind of what I'm descri- has that fucking harmony sound that I just described and is you know like I mean like it has like 808s in it now Matt Jesus Christ like you don't know you don't know because you don't live here <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I've heard a lot of money country a few of my friends like it um, yeah Oh no, okay. Oh well, yeah, I can imagine actually cuz of the folk. Um Oh no, no, no. No, no crossover there. Just other idiots. Oh no. Have okay. Okay, cuz I was going to say cuz yeah, well, you know, aesthetically I I don't see that cuz I I like quite I quite like folk and I quite like Americana and I quite like a lot of um country musicians. I love John Prine is more Americana than country, but definitely goes country. Uh, you know, I love the country elements that you get in rockabilly music and Johnny Cash, that sort of stuff. Like, who doesn't like root fifth bass lines? No one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one, right? That's just, that's universal. Who doesn't like minor thirds being played over major chords? No one, right? Everybody likes that. Yeah. But <laughs> there's just a certain pop yeah, when sensibility. It's, when it's- Production I, I, value that like, I can't stand, and the Eagles seem to have pioneered it, I guess, or they had it. Yeah, 
For me, with a lot of like modern pop country, it's just sort of like the lyrical content that really kind of just kills it for me. Like either I find it funny, or I'm just like, this is, this is like a kind of uh, self blinkering almost of reality. I don't know. It's a lot of like uh, ice cold birds, girls wearing short jean shorts, four by four. Yeah. Freedom. No, it can be very embarrassing. There's um someone recently uh who is, is like is a black dude and he's I guess trying to oh, yeah, yeah, be no, like a breakout I, kind of country musician and he had this like, song called you, I mean, yeah, I can't remember his name because I just saw the song. It was like in a new music playlist. And um the song was called like Ain't No One More Country Than Me yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> and it's just him listing all these reasons he has these like country bona fides, you know, obviously despite being, you know, racially out of where you'd expect him to be because of whatever fucking the way things work or whatever. And it's just it's just awful. Like, cause it just sounds like every other country. It doesn't sound different or better at all. And it is the same subject matter, basically. It's just and that's what Bo Burnham makes fun of. You should watch you should really watch that country song at least if you don't watch the oh, whole I will, I will. the whole show. The one very, I've heard very, very good. a lot of is Luke Bryan. Do you know him? Hunting no. fishing and loving every day. No. It's uh, kinda of what it is. It's just, it's just, he, he likes living in the country and hunting and fishing and loving and, and providing for his family and shit. It's like, it's good. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all, no. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not many... <laughs> I guess it's just not rich songwriting yeah. fucking... Uh, <laughs> but I think that's that's kind of why people love it. There's, there's this is like down-home... Homesley, like, good yeah. feel. This is life. Life is good. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, I get it. I get it. Um, mm. I guess I just, Yeah, I, maybe I think, I'm just too urban, I guess, or uh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I think my, my, my cynicism has a lot to answer for. Like, it's, uh, you know. But then, I think it's, when I was a teenager, I used to listen to, like, I, I literally had an album that was 32 of the best rock tracks in the world. And it really was just <laughs> the best rock track. And it was my favorite album for a while. Because I was just like, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I yeah. used to... Because uh, well, I when I first got into music, like very very young, like my first CD that I loved was just a complete random assortment of tracks that I had heard from like movies and TV shows that I got my big yeah. sister to drag off of LimeWire. Yeah, LimeWire. And <laughs> yeah, LimeWire had... is the reason for my music taste, <laughs> pretty much. I'm I'm gonna try and remember some songs that were on this CD. Uh, there was <laughs> there was War. What is it good for? I um brilliant. Is it hot chocolate who sings that? Or no, it's no, not. It's no, um it's... Who is that? Oh yeah, you I don't remember. Oh, but uh, and oh. there was also Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Um <laughs> Yeah, that is that is <laughs> oh, so, there was that is so like there... uh fifteen year olds finding music list of songs, isn't it? That's just like I don't know. I was even younger. No, I was like I was like nine or something. I oh, think. Brilliant. Um, or maybe like even younger. And that's so like not even like actually into music at all. Like I just wanted something to listen to. But I I thought I liked this. I guess. Or I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know. I just thought the tunes were catchy or whatever, yeah. and I liked them. <laughs> um, yeah, war. What is it good for? Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine. What was the other one? I just oh yeah, whip it by Devo is like very ingrained mm-hmm. in my memory because it was in this CD that I used to fall asleep to uh, like every night. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I'd love that. Lots of just sort of like you know classic rock tracks. I don't think what sort of things like like ice, a lot of deep purple, like rainbow. Uh, oh, Sabbath, so I never really the, got uh, into deep purple actually. I think mm. maybe I'm gonna have to tackle. I don't know if it's worth it, but I'm gonna maybe listen I mean, to them. I've been listening to some. You got me into a bit of a seventies mood when uh, you put me onto the Eagles. Because well, I was listening to it driving to work, and I made it for about forty minutes of like skipping through songs, and I was like, okay, no, I can't do this. But what what's something vaguely close by? And I, I put on Van Morrison, <laughs> listen to oh, yeah, Van yeah. Morrison greatest hits for the rest of the time, and that was a lot of fun. You know, it's kind of funny, right? Oh, sorry, this is a, like a tangent, right? But I thought it was a cool contrast because Van Morrison is like mad shaky, right? Like his band isn't that good. Um, and like he doesn't perform that well. Oh, well, maybe his band was good, I guess, but like you know what I mean? Like he's kind of off time. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, like there's yeah. something about the flow of his lyrics that, like, you know, when you hear someone else sing a Van Morrison song, it just tends to sound much nicer. And I'm not saying that to this the guy or whatever, it yeah. just is the case. Um, well, his, his performance you know on The mean? Last Waltz was certainly not the best. Yeah, no, he's just not that great a singer, <laughs> but he's, a, he's got a good vibe. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think oh, he's definitely. a really good songwriter. Um, but yeah, and it was comparing that where I was like, it was much nicer to hear these cool songs like Crazy Love being sung badly than it was to hear those <laughs> Eagles songs being sung perfectly. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, that was that was the little narrative that I constructed for myself at the time. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, w- I would recommend that one album because it's, uh, yeah, there's some good songs on it. It stuck. It stuck in my head. It was the first time I first time I heard it, and uh, yeah, it's the only it's the only Eagle album I've come back to over and over again. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, cool, cool, cool. Anything else? Uh, but listen to Oasis. <laughs> what? <laughs> you could have warned me you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, but there's there's one thing that you need to know about Oasis. Um, they're just no, I, I don't they're just uh, they're just a banging rock band. That's it. That's it. Uh-huh. That's all you uh-huh. need to know. They're just a banging rock band. Yeah, that's it. Just a banging rock band. Yeah. Yeah. Don't expect anything else. Done. Guitars. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they, they, they are good. Uh, I mean, oh, I, I, yeah, I do want to give them a try properly, but yes, they have a very terrible sort of association for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I this is this is the first time I've been able to listen to them because I've like forced, mm. I forced myself like, all right, I know some of some of some of my friends who I respect their taste in music has said they are actually very good. Okay, I'm going to give them a shot, and yeah, it's a it's a vibe. It's a mood. Um, some of the production is really good. Like, it's just, it's just, mm. they're basically punk. It's just you know, just fucking well, big, yeah. big, big tunes. Done. Carefully. Um, no, I definitely got that kind of punk energy from them, which is contrasting to um, their current outspoken political views or whichever. I forget which one's the really angry one. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, yeah. Obviously, if you're, at, whenever I walked around my neighborhood with a guitar, yeah. you play Oasis. Fuck. 
No, fuck yeah, yeah. off. Like, no, every single time. Every single time. Yeah, every yeah. Time. I mean, you know. Like, without fail. Every time I took my guitar to school, which was, like, most days. You yeah. play only sex on file. <laughs> this, is, this is the thing that I find, like, basically the sort of, like, the cultural image and icon of Oasis as, like, a phenomenon, like, kind of is almost kind of unrelated to them as a band. Like, yeah, they were just, like, the band everyone had heard of. Oof. And everyone would have, like... Yeah, I, the, the reason I didn't listen to them for so long was just because everyone fucking kept banging on about them, and every time anyone picked up an acoustic guitar, they played fucking wonderful. Like, yeah, like, and I'm willing it, to that accept that that were. instinct is both stupid and completely justified uh, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess I guess like similar to like something like Red Hot Chili Peppers or something, right? You know, I never, I never in what sense. To them. Because they were so popular and everyone knew about them, the sort of the your cons- consumption of that media was so already coloured that it's kind of hard to kind of just appreciate it for what it is. I mean, I don't really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers like at all, really. Um, no, I hate them. I'm, yeah. I, I really actively dislike them. Um, I definitely used to like. So that's why I was like, "What? What? What do you mean?" Like, oh, did you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I used to listen to them when I was like a teenager, um, but I wouldn't now personally. I used to see them because they'd be on Kerrang a lot, and I yeah. used to kind of think that they were okay-ish sometimes. Mm. Their songs are kind of catchy. I mean, kind of funky and stuff or whatever. But then I think when I started properly listening to more rock music. And then also discovered like more funk music. I just was like, oh, I don't and hip hop, I guess. Yeah. I was just like, I don't I don't know what this is for. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess it's not hip hoppy enough. It's not rocky enough. Well, yeah, that, that is enough. that is very much what I find sort of like, you know, people say, Oh, well, their early stuff is a lot more kind of like grungy and punk. It's like, yeah, I mean it is, but there's a lot of other people who do it better. And like right. you know, all of their kind of like they've got like a few tracks that like, like Funkadelic know. is better. At, 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 yeah, I mean that like yeah, you know what I mean. Like sincerely, sincerely, yeah. listen to uh, think well, it ain't illegal yet. It's way well, better than any Chili Peppers fucking yeah. tune. Well, George Clinton produced a few Red Hot Chili Pepper albums. Oh, yeah, I could believe that. Yeah. yeah. Well, produced basically, they all uh, <laughs> cooperatively spent the entire budget on cocaine, and then. As I say, yeah. And strapped together an album, uh, famously on one of sure. the one of the albums, uh, he had to he had to say to the chief was like, "I've I have to put my coke dealer on this album. He has to do, have to do a part. I, I have to." And they were like, "No, no way." And then they just he just like says something about a turtle or something, in one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, music history. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Um all right, what have I been listening to? I've been listening nah. to um let's see. Well, so yeah, so there was Bo Burnham's Inside, obviously, oh, is yeah. probably it's, the major uh, musical event of the year for me so far. Um yeah, it's, it's, it's been funny. a huge inspiration. It's also been a huge inspiration for I guess like just writing songs. I don't know, something about it. Mm. If you haven't seen Bo Burnham's Inside that sounds weird. Yeah, go A man it. named Bo Burnham, B O space B U R N H A M, who made a show titled Inside, uh, and is on Netflix. And he's really good. He's a, a 
comedy musician. Um, Wynn has been a fan of his uh, since they were both teenagers. Well, they're about the same age, but obviously he first got big doing kind of comedy songs on YouTube just from his bedroom as a kid. And then that blew up into this big kind of comedy career. And now he's going a little bit Jim Carrey. (laughs) 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 But he's really, 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 really good. And he made this amazing uh, show uh, just in this room using lights and cameras and and making songs. And they're great. Um, That's been a big thing for me lately, I guess. Something about just the simplicity of what he does does in that. You know, they're really just piano songs. For yeah. the most part, with like a little bit of fairy dust and stuff, mm, he's got um, he's got a very good sense of just sort of like just just constructing a song basically, and just melody and just arrangement. Like they're all oh yeah, rock solid. Mm-hmm. Really no, I I definitely songs. get the vibe. He sat with like a bunch of Disney tunes or something when he was <laughs> younger, or you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. that kind of very polished feeling. Kind of yeah. thing, very American in that sense, I guess mm-hmm. uh, you could even call it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, American stuff. And yeah, he's his voice is like so, like he sings very perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very uh, kind of uh, music theater student level singing. Yeah, kind of oh, that kind of level. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he was one, but yeah, it is mm-hmm. like that. And that's a that's a really good way to put it. Um, <laughs> No, no, I, I, that's yeah. that's that's perfectly what I was uh, what I've been trying to put my f- finger on. There's something like almost yeah gleeful <laughs> uh, about like how polished he is in the way he does it, but uh, yeah. which allows him to do actually relatively simple things mm-hmm. really, really well and effectively. I, th- I thought that was cool. Yeah, I really like sort of the kind of like the juxtaposition he does throughout the whole thing. And like, I mean, he. He's clearly aware that what he's doing is all very polished and very professional, but then he's he's so much showing how he's constructing it as well. And often he's constructing it like in his pants. <laughs> so it's this kind of like this matching of the kind of the creation of the perfect product and then like seeing just sort of like just the kind of like basically just botching things together because that is kind of like how anything is made. Like everyone is always botching shit together to make it look presentable. Like, yeah. Um, I, I heard Stuart Lee refer to this as Brechtian engineering once, um, <laughs> which is cool. something to get into. Yeah, no, I mean, it's worth looking up. Uh, uh, Brecht yeah, was yeah. a uh, out of the Dadaist school or something like that. He's a uh, pl- pl- playwright, say. yeah. Playwright, yeah. And uh, his kind of approach to, to playwriting was like, you know, like people would have like the word makeup scrawled on their face instead of actual makeup or like everybody would just be wearing burlap sacks, but it would never be like acknowledged by the plot or whatever. You know what mm. I mean? Or yeah. like, or like something would happen and someone off stage just shouts sound effect, you know, <laughs> like that kind of idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I, I have, I have a, like a bunch of Brecht books because uh, when I did my big Frank Zappa essay at uni, I was, some oh. references. Um, unfortunately, a lot of that knowledge oh. disappeared from my head, but I remember it being oh, very shit. interesting at the time. Oh. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's been it's been immortalized in the academic realm, so we're yeah. safe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, I, I I don't know if I've, I've I've still got it somewhere on a hard drive somewhere. Maybe I'll try and dig it out. I'll probably be like mortified by how incoherent it is, but. Uh, Bertolt well, Brecht, that's his name. Yeah. 
Well, known professionally as, actually. Never mind. Oh. You remember back in the day, you know, people used to have a bunch of Christian names that they didn't use. Oh, really? Like, <laughs> oh, no, well, no, do you know, well, you notice that a lot when you look at people who are born in like the 1800s, a lot of the time they tend to not go by their actual first name. They tend to go by like their third middle name or something. And I often wonder if that's just because when you had a more monocultural situation, <laughs> maybe that was necessary because there was like you know, already 16 Eugene Brechts or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I've often wondered that. But yeah, no, it's, it's something you see mm. a lot. Uh, I think Thomas Edison is an example. He, his name isn't Thomas or like, oh. there's loads. I don't know. <laughs> is it is it the thing where people, fathers name their sons, literally their name, and then they're like, well, I can't. And then they go by the middle yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it's just so funny how like prevalent that sort of thing is like, what are you going to call him? Oh, just call him my name. You think that would be confusing? I don't give a fuck. Uh, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> well, I learned something recently because this has nothing to do with music, but I, I, I was curious who had what was like the world record for like the, the highest ordinal after your name. So, like, you know, you can be like Frank Jones the, uh, the third. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. What would be who, who has gone the highest? And apparently it's impossible to measure because technically, like, once Frank Jones the third dies, then the oldest. <laughs> Wait, the hold oldest. on. Let's see if I'm doing this right. All right, let's say. Oh no, right. How about this? Right. Let's say there's Frank the the third, right? And mm. then Frank Jones the whatever sixth is born. No, it doesn't make sense. No, the point is right. When you die, your title it moves along, right? Yeah, so the yeah. oldest person is always senior, then junior, yeah. then the third. Yeah, I'm so describing it terribly. terribly. Yeah, no, no. So there's Yes, indeed. So, uh, Bo Burnham, great, awesome, awesome dude. Um, I haven't been, I guess, yeah, I've been listening to lots of like reggae, but like old stuff, like, well, there was some Lover's Rock that was inspired by watching the Small Axe movie, Lover's Rock. I also <laughs> listened to a lot of Rocksteady. These are kind of like, I mean, if you don't know reggae, these are like sub-genres that mm. will sound basically like reggae to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Rocksteady is kind of like the bridging gap between the very oldest incarnation of ska, which then evolved to become what we consider to be reggae now. But lots of people don't know that because lots of people think ska came after reggae, which is technically true Wait, also really? because ska had lots of waves and reiterations. Mo most people are under the impression that ska is an offshoot of reggae rather than it being the opposite. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's been well. That's been my experience. Most people are, are surprised to learn that because when people think of ska, the first thing they think of, if you're in America, is like Mighty Boss Tones and uh, I don't oh, know, maybe right. Sublime yeah, or okay, something. You yeah. know what I mean? They don't think of Toots and the Maytals or no. whatever <laughs> Jacob Miller. Yeah, yeah, no, doesn't doesn't occur to them. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I've been listening to some guess, of that. Yeah, like, Rocksteady is cool. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, wait, how much? How much like dancehall stuff influences there in America? Because obviously that's like a huge thing here. Like you know, a lot of it, a lot of like the whole like kind of evolving of reggae um, and ska into like dancehall music and dub and, and stuff was, you know, Jamaica, but which obviously had such you know very strong ties to like Britain and London in particular. So well. Yeah, so probably where it lives on the most, I would say, at the moment is in reggaeton, which is oh, mostly a Puerto Rican genre of music, 
which reached its sort of international zenith with Despacito yeah, by yeah. Daddy Yankee, later featuring Justin Bieber. Yep. Um, uh, the the connection there is a bit confusing because so like reggaeton is not my favorite genre of music because uh, it has a very repetitive rhythmic basis, which is sort of present in almost every song, which goes like this: dun gadun 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 gadun, which is like a sort of uh, castrated three against four pattern or whatever way you want to look at it. But anyway, if I think the link between that and reggae is that it does have a consistent offbeat, right? It goes dun gadun 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 gadun, like the offbeat is there. The gap is always it's like a kind of. The whole like sensory thing, no? Yeah, it is, and yeah, and that's what it is. It's almost like it's like a clave in the kick, offbeat yeah. in the snare. That's that's almost like how you, yeah, that's almost exactly what it is. Yeah, um, mm. or like the pop clave in the snare, offbeat on this. Ah, fuck, I'm the clap, pop clave on the kick, <laughs> offbeat on the snare or clap is yeah. is the basis of that. Boom, ga boom, ga boom. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so there's more like a two-step in it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, kind of, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's on the way there, right? Similar to a clave. <clears throat> what is clave? Bum, 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 bum. bum. I can't actually That's, remember. Yeah. Yeah, like, and a pop clave is bum, 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 bum. So technically yeah. that's happening. It's that the last bump is on the four, so that's on the snare. So it's bum, gabon, 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 ga. I mean, it does make blink, you want to yeah. dance. It does really make you want to dance. You kind of have to dance to kind of feel the rhythm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, and it's a really good rhythm. Um, mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't particularly love the genre. Maybe yeah. I got a little bit. I overheard it when I was in Spain. Yeah, perhaps yeah. Um, because it is super popular there. I mean, like obviously, I know you groaned a little bit in like disgust when I mentioned Despacito because probably you got sick of hearing it. I had to hear it for like a whole year or something constantly <laughs> well, before yeah. Justin Bieber decided to fucking put an English fucking verse on it or whatever the fuck he did. Yeah. And it fucking came out again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because Justin Bieber was huge in Spain and huge world over that year also because he had had a string of fucking hits. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely no, got I, overboard I remember by you it. mentioning it a fair bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I, if, if, if you, yeah, two major musical memories from that time are Despacito and Hello by Adele because that was the <laughs> other song that was constantly playing all the time. Um, and every time I walked into a classroom and went, hello. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> fuck off. Uh, <laughs> or if I said sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess uh, it's good. That is that is them learning words. It's just hard to not be frustrated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to give it to her. She doesn't know how to make a, a simple name work. <laughs> What's the next Who's song? Who? Adele. What's the next song? Hello. What's the next song? Sorry. All right. Cool. Oh, no, that one's Bieber. Oh, Sorry, it is, it's Bieber. Oh, it is. Well, I don't like it. I'm I'm a prog fan, <laughs> so I like the names need to be long, and also um, there's an alternative longer name on the album version. In in parenthesis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more nebulous, the better. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's why I guess I see in America because I don't think I think that when Amer uh, reggae kind of hit its high point in America, that was during the eighties, which was during the oh, probably the worst period. Yeah, I, I believe that's what happened because I my understanding is that like Peter Tosh was quite big in America uh, compared to mm. 
I don't know. But then I could be wrong. I'm just like picking up like these vibes from like little bits of movies and TV that I watch, and and you know what I mean. So it's really hard to say. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, there's the whole Island Records thing. I know Peter Tosh did not like the guy here at Island Records. And and maybe and yeah maybe he uh, I don't know maybe he did sign with like an American label and and something like that happened I I really don't know I don't know what the latter end of Peter Tosh's career was like actually no I've forgotten if I ever knew oh, I'll I'll end up reading about it and mm. there you go he, his name was not Peter it was uh, Winston <laughs> Winston Tosh oh wow that's a totally Winston different... Winston Hubert Macintosh yes good solid name. Mm. Oh, but he's the honourable, the honourable Peter M. Tosh. Does he have a what is knighthood? What is honourable? Abbreviated to the on is an honorific style that is used before the names of certain classes of people. That's not helpful. <laughs> okay, right. Well, this this never oh, okay. mind. Is it a catch? Is it a catch-all then for? Well, there's Perhaps. the whole on, there's the whole. Oh, honorable I guess it depends. It depends, thing, isn't it? Okay. It looks like it depends where in the world you're from. So maybe if you're from Jamaica, it does have some sort of royal um, <laughs> conference. Let's see. Yeah. In Jamaica, those were the Order of Jamaica. Consider Jamaica's equivalent to a British knighthood are, are styled the Honourable. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Peter Tosh was knighted. There you are. Yeah, mate. Or I'm pretty close to it. Sound effect. All right. So yeah, what have you been doing? You've been doing much lately? How's work? Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've been definitely focused on work a little bit and then trying to relax <laughs> in my free time a bit more than I was previously. But uh, I have been doing a lot more just sort of like synth design stuff. I've been messing around with my sequencer and making just bizarre sequences that are great fun to play with. But probably, you know, they don't have a lot of use outside of it being a very cool synth patch. But I've decided that that's something to be proud of. So I'm kind of doing that more. I've <laughs> uh, also been li- looking a lot at modular synths gear and getting really excited and oh. realizing that I can't afford it. <laughs> so uh, it's I'm I, I'm planning I'm planning one out, but uh, yeah, it'll have to be constructed over a course of several years, most likely. Uh, that's something that I am just trying to stay far away from because I, I guess it'll probably be a whole... It's probably good that I've stayed away from actual physical synthesizers as long as I have. I actually, mean... Now that I think about it. Having having a synth is is great. It's been great for, like, learning how to do synthesis and just good for, like, jamming. Like, it's just, like, a thing that can just has endless possibilities. And, you know, you can get, like, different types of synths, you know, and some are better for learning than others. Um, But... The more I've looked at modular synths, like I basically realized, like, okay, this is what I actually want. Like, I want something to like construct what I want from it, and also I don't really want like a kind of classic synth kind of thing. I want something that I can put audio through to manipulate in a way that would be less uh, fun and intuitive in a computer. Basically, I just want mm, effect, okay, like, yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I respect that. I've noticed that a lot of uh, other sound designers are doing that in the game audio world so kind of just jumping on the bandwagon a little oh. bit. yeah i like that stuff. yeah i like that more tactile approach i think that's important yeah i, think I that's mean super important yeah i've been doing a lot of like just recording myself 
doing synth sound design and getting some pretty good results that I've used in the game I'm working on. So I just want to kind of do more of that, really. Oh, that kind of, yeah, that, that, that does make me say. I've been thinking a lot about, um, it's sort of related to what you're saying, I guess, but I really want to get some sort of cool vocal effects unit mm -hmm. that I can play with, I guess, just because I think I would have a lot of fun with it. It's something yeah. I've just always, like, I don't know, put off even considering buying for myself. Mm. But I mean, to be honest, like, a vocal processor is a fairly, fairly sort of good thing to... Uh, look at getting an outboard piece because they're often quite big cpu hogs uh they're like the best that's kind a of, good point yeah the best the best vat version i can think is uh isotopes vocal synth 2 which is you know in short version it's a vocoder long version it's like so much more than that um that's really cool uh yeah but yeah there's definitely like there's a few like vocal pedals that i've i've never had one but i've played with other people's and you know they're fun like harmonization and even some like like auto tuning well, stuff is pretty cool, and there's loads of racks as like well. Oh, sorry. There's loads of racks, of rack stuff. stuff. Mm. Not not the cheapest. Well, I'm, what I was gonna say is like an added consideration is um, just that I don't like having to turn on my computer to play with an instrument. I don't know if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Because that's just like an like an added step. Like I've been, um, you know, I rearranged my studio kind of recently um, because because I because I got electrical outlets put in <laughs> like yeah. a sufficient amount so that I could actually arrange it in a way that was good, and um, and it's just be, made it so much easier to like sit and play my piano. And I've got sick at piano, like you nice. know, and it's like nice because it's just like so easy. And same with my amp, I've just got it set up in like a nice way. Mm -hmm. It's got like the mic right in front of it you know, clamp to it. So like, I don't even have to set that up when I want to record to it. I just need to plug the, the XLR into it. I, I don't like that sort of thing. So, and conversely, I bought this Groovebox drum machine thing. I'm sure I told you oh, about yeah, yeah, the yeah. model cycles thing. And I love it. I love it a lot. Like I love it to death, but then there's a totally an amount of times where I go, oh yeah, I'm going to just like work something out with that or put a beat into it. And then I go, oh, I need to turn on my computer and open the DAW and then put it in a, audio channel and then mm. oh fuck it <laughs> you know what i mean i just yeah I just yeah it, no it's the whole bothered. pick up and play thing in it um yeah I, i've and kind of tried to construct my setup so that i mean i have i have templates for depending on what stuff i want to jam with i i have my reverb and i have my synths and they're always all plugged in to mm. my interface and my extender thing uh bearing a pro 8 uh, that I have connected via ADAT. And like, so everything's already plugged in. So what I have to do is just like, I basically just really quickly either use a template or like quickly route everything together, whack on record, and then I, I have to capture all the jam because otherwise I, I'll just lose mm. that jam forever. And there might have been a good idea, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. And I, I the thing kind of made me. It made me appreciate why people go for like the dollest setup. I don't think I oh, would 100%. ever do that, but it made me appreciate it. I've I've a done a few. More. I've done a few little dollest jams, and they're great fun. It's just that I really hate that I uh, I'm not recording it. Anything because yeah, then, yeah. It, then it's gone. Because what what happens or is you're recording I do, yeah tape. I do the jam. Yeah, well that would be cool. That'd be yeah. That's that's the <laughs> end point. That's that's where I want to end up. But uh, can't justify that experience yeah. just yet. <laughs> Not, <laughs> not, not when all my work is entirely digital. Like, 
they can put games on tape, then that would be good. I know. Sometimes I want to buy just like one of these like little Tascam things. Oh yeah, just some of them are really good. Yeah, some the little have pitch fun control driving ones. it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. see it, what happens. There's a, there's a couple that are fair, that that aren't too, well. I mean, there's still a, few, a couple hundred quid, but like, was it Tascam Portal Studio cassette? I was looking at that today. Um, one with pitch control, one hundred seventy-five yeah, quid on reverb. I mean, yeah, that's definitely an expense, isn't it? It's it's yeah it's something it's definitely expensive you have to consider considering it is archaic technology yeah it is mm. strange but then maybe that is why I guess yeah if it's a lot of it is like it still works <laughs> <laughs> it still works so that's that's it's rarer now and it's got it's got that sound that it, things aren't made that have that sound anymore yeah yeah. You know, I mean, some sure. some some people are like very good with like with their setups. Like you know, they they you know they they get gear regularly, and if they're not using it, then they get rid of it. I I'm not like that. Mm. I, I'm more of a holder. No. I rarely buy. Same. Then I blow do a blowout, and then that's with me until well, probably going to be buried with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know if that's. I mean, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm trying to challenge that maybe a bit in myself, mm. I guess. Um, although I'm still not really at the point where I sell stuff, I guess. I'm just buying more stuff. I guess I just have income at the moment. That's just new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, still, still like a weird concept to me. Yeah, moving out of London um, was a bit of a shock to the system, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah, and I, I mean... It's great. <laughs> I, I either I either didn't want to say or already did say many times um, <laughs> that that would probably happen because yeah, expensive place. Global mm -hmm. income. What's that? Oh, oh, you can have it in other places. So that's cool. So that's uh, wait. Did we talk about everything you've been practicing or working on? Uh, Is yeah, that? I did synths. You did synths. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, I don't know if I've been. Let's see, working on. Um, You're doing your album. I've been. Oh, so I'm doing my album. That's going on. I would say I've got nine, like actual songs oh, that cool. I have written. That's um, an album. That's done. <laughs> are they? Are I mean, they? Yeah, right. I mean, the album ready? Do you that? reckon? Are they? Are they finished? Oh. So, like, when I say done, I've written the words and chosen the chords oh. um, for, for nine, right? And mm. then I'm still pushing things about my plate and deciding exactly how I want them to sound and thinking about whether I care that much about how they sound and just thinking about what instruments I'm going to play and, and that sort of thing. I'm st yeah, I'm, st I'm just pushing it around in my brain still. Mm. But I think I want to try and finish it kind of towards the end of the summer because I think that if I don't do it mm. quickly then I'm going to kind of lose steam for it but the, uh, maybe not but the, you know, I still I still want to get it done I guess because then yeah. I want it to be something that I made yeah I want it to have like a, a feeling of a moment I don't want it to feel like something yeah. that I dragged out writing for ages even though actually there are you know, not everything I wrote recently. There's, there's at least one song, which I wrote years ago. Okay, mm -hmm. wow, like wow, mega years ago. Now that I think about it, <laughs> um, and yeah, and a few others. 
not so much. But there's like some stuff that I'm like, ah, oh, do I want to play this on piano or do I want to play it on guitar? You know, um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Because I'm not like a great pianist. I think I'm just gonna go for it and do some piano here and there. Um, yeah. I'm gonna do some stuff without clicks. I think that's gonna have to be possible because. Yeah, at least for the opening song that I've written, it has this ha- kind of rubato feel, like a, like in order to kind of sell the emotion, I, I feel like I need to take these pauses that just don't make sense musically, so then yeah. I just I, I don't think I'm going to be able to do it to a click at all. Cool. Um, are, the, are you planning that sort of to thing? Like have quite sort of like, uh, like, um, like one or two instrument arrangements then, just piano and, or just vocals? I mean... Uh, well, let me see. Looking down it, I have see the first song. I pretty much have I've just been doing piano and vocals, and I've just been practicing it because it's piano all the way through, and it's a little bit hard. And I think what I'm going to do is yeah, I'm just going to do that one, play the piano, and then just record everything to that recording. So it's just going to be like a live feel, whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. going to add drums and stuff to it to to kind of have like a big you know, uh, what's the word? Climax moment there and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a sort of disclaimer. <laughs> well, and something else that I guess also sucks is that I don't know how much, like, because I'm going to make this, but I don't know if I'm going to really be able to put my name on it uh, in a weird way. Um, or like I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to effectively have to do it like sort of secretly, even though like I'm talking about it now, obviously. But I mean, like, because it's gonna mention things that I don't want my work to find out about, you know, or like whatever. And I don't really want to censor that either. Yeah. Um. Because well, that is my release it under a an artist name, and you don't have to like tell anyone. Yeah. That you don't want to know what that artist name is, and then we're gonna find it. Right. I think that's what I'm gonna have to do. I guess it just yeah. feels weird. I guess I've never really thought I'd have to do that before. Because I guess when I was younger, I just I didn't think I would ever give a shit uh, about something like that. But yeah. I'm in a position where I have to give a shit about something like that, and it's, mm, it sucks. So that's something that I'm kind of dealing with yeah. <laughs> there. Well, it's difficult when you write um, a personal song. It's like you know, it's about like yourself or maybe someone else. Like you sort of think, whereas like yeah, it's definitely. Have uh, people let me figure this one out? <laughs> Oh yeah, no, for sure. And yeah. there's probably at least one song in there where somebody will be like, "Oh, is that about me?" And uh, yeah, the disclaimer is going to be mostly me saying, "No, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm okay." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that, and yeah, I don't know. It's just going to take me a while, I think, to to completely work it out. I'm still deciding if I like the keys I'm singing things in, and 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 that sort of thing. But nice. I'm trying also to not overthink it. But it's hard to not overthink it when you can't just do it constantly, <laughs> mm. um, you know, because you're doing other things and you're like, you want to think about it. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that makes all. sense. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you ever want to bounce any ideas back and forth or whatever, I love listening to demos yeah. and I love mixing shit. I mean, yeah, I'll probably get some advice and I might talk to you about some sort of mixing, mastering, help. I was thinking maybe I could use the fact that I'm not um, 
like desperate for cash to like utilize something like Fiverr or something like that because I know that I know some people have good luck mastering their stuff or whatever oh, through there. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know you get guys who just have like a whole bunch of analog outboard gear, so yeah. <laughs> they're like whatever they can run. They can master like fifty songs a day, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter. So they can charge like a tenor, and it's whatever. Yeah. Um, somebody in like that or whatever. Um, maybe not so cheap, but you know. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know a few people who've used. Yeah, is it? Good? I mean, I've seen YouTube videos. Um, where you know, it's, sometimes it's a little bit of bad humor where it'll be like this, like you know, world class bass player with a bass player channel and then they kind of get a bunch of bass players to play a tune and they kind of dissect them it's, oh, I don't know it's, it's, it's kind of cool to watch but also you know tricking people I don't know yeah I've seen a few of that so I, like, mm. yeah, I know what you mean yeah it's a bit weird anyway so you, you um, feel, feel for them at cases like, oh, just got yeah I mean I still right. watched it and stuff yeah <laughs> and judged them uh, similarly, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, basically, what I'm saying is that humans are inherently terrible, and so am I. <laughs> That's what I'm I think it's. I think well it's. O- I think it's okay to be like critical and have a critical eye or a critical ear. Yeah, it's just that you can definitely do it in a nice way, and that's mm. not how the industry does it. Like having worked like no. with with actors and stuff, I feel very sorry that for actors for having to engage with the thing they have to engage with in order to get work because they get treated like shit yeah regularly. Uh, I it's mad and re- i couldn't yeah. deal with that level of rejection no i can't actually I, I know for a fact i can't I'm, I'm quite crap at applying for jobs that i don't know for a fact will give me a job yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard it's, it is hard it is yeah yeah um so yeah that's been my main thing i'm just yeah i'm gonna i think take some time later in the summer um, like I'll just take like a week off and just hammer it. Take, I think. Yeah, sounds like a good and idea. And I'll be there. Yeah, I think I think it should be good. I think it should be good. I'm thinking. Yeah, everything's there. Everything's there. And I, I've fixed up my bass a little bit more recently, so that's gonna nice. sound amazing. Um, I put a new pickup on it because you know why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? Um. Was it and some that means some got... cool sex pickup that was secretly really cheap as well? Uh, yeah, it was another Wilkinson Elnico uh, Five key bass pickup. I was a little bit worried actually because it's Active Electronics. This bass well, it's an Active EQ, but that doesn't really change how you put um, the passive pickup in. I guess mm-hmm. it just still solders in. Um, <laughs> look, well, I guess like the people, okay, well, I, you know what? I want to talk a little bit about Yamaha, but I don't know if I want to do it right now. <laughs> uh, well, I will, I will at some point, I guess, but it's, it's a Yamaha base that I bought for under $200 new. It's really, really good, uh, in that sense. And I don't know, I've got like a few Yamaha things <clears throat> lying around mm-hmm. that are all quite cheap and they all have a really high and consistent build quality that i've i've just started to notice like i've just noticed that every like yamaha has perfect intonation and uh, you know what i mean <laughs> even mm. the classical guitars that cost like 100 and are like half size like things like that or like my tiny guitar that's that's a yamaha and i don't understand how it sounds so good 
like yeah. you know works so well and is so in tune like you can play really condensed chords really high up the neck on it mm. and it still sounds fine and i find that really odd anyway uh and yeah no the the way they did the electronics in this space is just so awesome. I guess the way they laid it out was so that the way the grounding worked, you had to do as little as possible to change the pickups, which I which I appreciated. It could have been more difficult than it was. That was all I was going to say. Sorry, I know I cut you off. No, no, no. I just wondered: is is Yamaha is probably the biggest music musical instrument manufacturer in the world? And I just looked up, and they are. They are. Oh, yeah, yeah but um, they're not normally. Mostly for like synths and pianos and things like that, right? Less so for. I mean, their guitar. I think at this point they just do fucking everything. Well, I mean, yeah, they do do everything. That is absolutely the case. <laughs> and you know, yeah, I don't know what it is. You'd expect with them being like that that they would. I guess like it is still kind of soulless. Like you're not exactly getting something. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like when I compare the way the electronics inside the cavity of this bass are. Right, mm. how tidy it is, how shielded it is, mm. it, it, it's, it's just so perfect. Like it was just so nicely laid out in, in the way it was done. And when I compare that to the Strat that I tore apart, and which I learned recently was $540 when it was new. I worked out what model it was, wow. and it was $540 brand new because it was the original Tex-Mex mm-hmm. Strat from 96, 97. And they they sell for like a thousand dollars now, and I tore all the electronics out of it because it sounded like shit. And that was <laughs> luckily, vindic- fortunately, vindicated to discover that everybody else does the same thing, even That's though brilliant. it's a desirable guitar. Uh, it's generally agreed the pickups that they specially designed for it were shite. That's um, hilarious. I love things like that. It's like yeah. the woods. The woods great. This is a shit job on it though, but it's, the woods great. The and the wood is great. It is it is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but when I compare just the way it looked on the inside to the way this Yamaha looks, it's just there's no comparison. There's just no comparison for how tidy it is. Like this, it just looks like it was done by like engineers or something. You know what I mean? I don't know how to say it. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I'm not sure how much that carries over to like the sound or the general like longevity of the instrument if it's made out of cheap parts or whatever. You know, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just found that comforting. Personally, I mean, you know, whatever, you know, obviously if you disagree, disagree. If, if it doesn't match with your experience or whatever, I'm just saying that every Yamaha instrument that I've touched has had no problem with it. And I didn't notice for so long because none of them had problems. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I kinda, I've, yeah. I've never really been disappointed with a Yamaha product, I can remember. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's made me really tempted to when I, you know, decide to get my guitar to end all guitars, which I assume will happen one day, it's yeah. made me think, well, maybe I could just get a high-end Yamaha and see how they are. But uh, unfortunately, um, Guitar Center don't seem to carry Yamaha electrics. They're, they're Pacificas ever. So I, I haven't been able to play a, a brand spanking new one. I played an old Pacifica, and it was really good. Oh, I quite like a Pacifica. Yeah. They were, I remember they were, they had a, there was a Pacifica in my secondary school's music department and it was the only decent thing that they had. It was great. Mm. Great little guitar. I wanted to take it with me, uh, but um, they wouldn't let me. Bricks. <laughs> oh, that's shit. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. 
I learned the reason it's called a Pacifica is that um, around California, kind of, I don't know, at the height of guitar times. <laughs> um, yeah. I know a, exactly lot of, a, a lot of Hawaii, uh, well, I guess like Pacific companies, you know, were mass producing just sort of cheap little strats type guitars, which I guess were just popular around the, the time. And that was just Yamaha's version. But sometimes you still see, and I kind of want to go to California and see if I can pick up any like old 60s, 70s, 80s of these like, I don't know how to describe it. Like when you see them, like Pacific style strats, like they're they're kind of cool, like little chunky bodies and like weird pickups. I don't know oh. how to describe it. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, yeah, they're kind of cool. They're just like little things. It's it's, it's just like a it's like a like a style. <laughs> I've, I've ah, I'm trying to find like Pacific company, company strats. I know. I'm trying to find something. It is it is a genre of guitar, and I'm gonna find it. And, and name it so I don't sound like an idiot on this podcast. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Who's the company that does it? Pacific. It's got to give me Pacificas and shit, isn't it? Ah, balls. All right. Okay. Well, this one can be for the corrections next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we are, we are up to an hour. Balls. All right. Well, then we're just going to have to snip it, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, well, that is the rules. That's yeah, a wrap. We probably sh- that's a wrap. So uh, yeah, that's been that's been it. So I'm gonna talk to you. Oh, here we go. 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 Hold on. Hold oh, on. get him. Get him. I may have found. I may have found one. What's this? Um, um, this is a great example. A most right. A most right Mark Five. That looks cool. I don't know if it's right though. Oh, fun. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean now. That kind of look, right? That is like almost like a like K's well, kind of look like that sometimes. Yeah, I don't know if that is actually a Pacific company, but like I just know that guitars like that were popular around California, the West mm. Coast. Wobbly, uh, wobbly, melty strats. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. some very California people. Just cheap solid bodies. As well. Yeah, I think just before maybe the whole strat boom happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Whoa, that kind of thing. Fuck is that? What are you looking at? Ah, uh, sorry. Yeah, that's not very podcast friendly. You <laughs> 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 have to put pictures at the end here, so. Like a, <laughs> okay. A lap steel guitar. Uh-huh. With like bubbles around it that hold it. I've I've put it in Discord. Uh, okay, <laughs> that sounds interesting. Oh wait, oh, can I tell you about something else cool I found recently? Yeah, yeah. Is um, oh gosh, I can't remember what company made an electric sitar though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know all about the electric sitar. Dan, Ele- Dan Electro, I think, might have made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's Dan Electro. Yeah. I just saw one of those. I found out because I was researching um, pickups and I was learning about lipstick pickups and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're very that. sought off now. They don't sound anything like sitar. <laughs> they completely failed in their mission statement, but um, yeah, they did. They're really cool. They're, they look yeah. wicked, and they got an interesting yeah. sound. But unfortunately, they're not quite worth the money that they are. No, <laughs> no, they look wicked. Yeah, there's some like there's some like early stuff of like uh, Roger McGuinn from the Birds playing one. It's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, makes sense. Like oh, that wow. kind of jangly sound. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. You're gonna get that. You're gonna get that from your lipsticks. You get that jingle jangle. 
All right, so All right. that's a wrap. Um, well, we don't really have anything to like promise for the next week. I feel like the the rhythm of the things been put off. Usually, we'd be like, "Oh, we're doing this," but now we're not doing that. Mm. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to maybe think of a way to tie together the practice and the thing. But yeah, uh, maybe if we just um, end everything on a cliffhanger, like, "Whoa, whoa, who, who are you?"